Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Delta, we know Mike and HC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, HC is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Hello and welcome. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between, how to get them made, how to make them, and how... Not to make them. To try not to F it up, in a very humble opinion. Um, we are here at the Curzon Cinema in Soho, in London, to talk to director Francis Anand about his brand new feature film, Escape from Pretoria, which is sensational. It's out very on March, good movie. Very out good on March movie. 6th. It it's very good. I'm here with Andrew Roger, um, my wonderful DOP of The Dare and also of um, the Knights of, of King Camelot Arthur and, and the people behind that. Um, yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm It's all right. nice to see you. Nice. It's, it's good to see you. Yes. Um, um, I've had a lovely Christmas. It's been very chill. Christmas? Yeah. Do you remember Christmas? No. It's like I March. Do. It's not March. Well, it will be when this comes out. Well, good. <laughs> oh, in which case I've had a great February. I've had loads Have of work coming. Great, yeah. great. I did that TV show mm. I was going to do, mm. and there's that feature films coming as well. Big commercial. Big, right. Big, you're directing that, oh, obviously. Oh, am I? Yes, yeah. I'm sure. Sorry. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah good. Good. Because up to that point, it was really slow. It's been a really slow year up to that point. <laughs> but luckily, on about February the 31st, really kicked off. <laughs> really went into the next eighth gear. Right. That's good. How have you been? Oh, thanks for asking. Mm. Um, I'm but fine. I'm, a, I'm about to go to LA. So when this comes out, I'll have come back and told you all about it. And probably done a podcast from there for the actual wow. premiere opening wow. of The Dare, where people can actually watch this movie that we made exciting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three years ago and two <laughs> and years ago and, and one a year, year ago, ago and, and still making it ago, last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm actually delighted to get it out there. How do you feel about that? I feel it's very dark. I don't know if I've mentioned that. There was only one review that said it was dark, Andy. <laughs> Everyone else said the cinematography was very it's a fucking nice. horror movie. Come on. It's a horror movie. It's supposed to be dark. Come on. Um, yes, I am very proud of it. It was nice because obviously when I was shooting plebs in Bulgaria last year, oh, I yeah. went... You shot plebs in Bulgaria, I don't know if I mentioned you? that. I don't know if you have. Um, in the same studio as we shot The Dare with some of the same flats and many of the same crew. I wondered where those Some of the same props, went. actually. Serious? The handcuffs appear in... Serious? Yeah, uh, yeah, seriously. You know the handcuffs we had made? Yeah. Yeah, they're in plebs. Um, That's amazing. That's really cool. I was like, ah, I didn't mention it. Because uh, <laughs> it'd been like, What? That's um, cool. Yeah, it's a good story. Um, Great what was I story. Going to say? Didn't go anywhere. Can't remember. Lost the plot. You were about to say. Yeah, so obviously I coloured it when at the end of it, when I was in a lunch break, in several lunch breaks, just one. one the break. dare, you mean? The dare. You, you, during, went, you during, popped into popped the. Popped into the grade when I was yeah. in Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's good. Very happy with it. I think it looks nice. I yeah. think it's scary. Yeah. I think it's You know, we're good. getting some great reviews. We're getting some... I don't want to say this out loud because it does feel a bit wanky. You know, it's a podcast we've been talking about this film 
from the very beginning, mm-hmm. the dare, mm-hmm. and now it's actually getting released into the world. Which Not is the whole world. Not the UK yet. The Benelux area. <laughs> It came out in cinemas in Holland. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Watched someone uh, blow drying their hands. Translated I think. some some ho- Holland reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said it was good. Said it was, Said good. It was all right. Said it was all right. And for a horror film for a debut, and you know, pretty proud of it. Yeah, me too. Man. I think you've got a few films coming out this year, though, haven't you, Andrew? Got Roger, one DOP. other film coming out this year, uh, also directed by Giles Alderson, director. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, King Arthur and Merlin and His Dad. <laughs> about King Arthur and Merlin and his dad. Is it? Yeah. That sounds great. It's really good. It's not, it's an area that isn't focused on upon so much, mm. um, but it's, yeah, it's, 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 heart, it's heart rending. We should mention our sponsors this week, by the way, which is the fantastic Screencraft. So if you're a screenwriter and you want to get your work out there and you want to meet producers, you want to find the right kind of agent to get your script going, then the Screencraft competitions are totally worth it. They're also doing a fellowship and a film fund. Uh, so have a look at their website, screencraft.org, and you will see uh, the whole list. So if you've got horror, drama, comedy, whatever it is, it is totally worth putting in because you can you can massively improve your um, career. I think everyone who's won, as far as I'm being told has got an agent off the back of winning this competition so they do contests for their um for screenwriters so they've got a sci-fi fantasy they've got a comedy they've got a horror they've even got a short section as well as a pilot drama uh, action adventure whatever you are writing at the moment they have a competition for it the animation one is huge right now so if you've got something that you want to put in make sure it's brilliant by the way get your friends to check it spell check it go through all that make sure it's written in the right format and do it get involved because screencraft.org are fantastic Fantastic. Uh, go to screencraft.org. That's it. That's the that's that's the website. Beautiful. That Thank was, you. That's the best commercial I've heard. Uh, <laughs> today. So obviously, this is the first show we've done together this year. What, what are your hopes and dreams for 2020? <laughs> to make this better. <laughs> what <are> you, <laughs> to make the intro. I mean, obviously, better? this is lost. This is a lost cause. Just, just like your life this year. What do you What do you hope for? I hope we make another feature um, or two this year. But I also want to do a much bigger budget this year. Yeah. 81 pounds rather than 80 yeah I think it's important to just make sure you're, you're raising your levels yeah as long as you're doing bigger bigger work but I think that's important even if it is a pound so this week we talked to director and writer I'm trying to bring it back to what yeah. we're supposed to be talking about um Francis Anand about his feature film Escape to Retoria I think what he did was the right way as a debut film you know yeah. to get Daniel Radcliffe on to yeah, get some respect, amazing yeah. Yeah, big yeah. producers on David Barron Mark Blaney you know they're big big producers to get them to come you know to believe in him as a director yeah. is incredible so we talk about that a lot we talk about his journey how he got there and um, yeah and his, his process of, of making this film Escape to Pretoria and we talk about that now uh, enjoy It's an absolute delight to have you here, Francis. Thank you so much for joining us on the Filmmakers Podcast. Pleasure. Pleasure. Um, We were just talking there how you know Phil Hawkins as well. And I love that little, the indie world is really small sometimes. And and I think that, you know, the more people you know in this world, the more you do, the more that little group grows and you all support each other. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, director for hire is one thing you get in the industry and you get that kind of director for hire thing. But then you're kind of, it's kind of like... (laughs) Little, I mean, I don't want to be pretentious, but it's like, you know, little sort of, you know, filmmakers with their little portfolios under their arms, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, all trying to 
to create interesting things. Some are doing more artistic stuff, some are doing more commercial stuff, some are doing block, but you know, but you all sort of look at each other. And Phil and I have spoken quite a lot. I mean, we went to high school together. Um, he was making short films on a computer in the library and I and he sort of tapped me on the shoulder like, hey Francis have a look at this, have a look at this. and <laughs> since then we've just been buddies and you know I've he shot my grad film I've shot stuff short and sorts for him you know so we've just kind of risen and um, worked together and um, there's a picture we've got um, which I keep we keep referring to I think it's like in, I don't know late 80s and it's Brian De Palma yeah. and Robert Zemeckis and Spielberg mm-hmm. and Scorsese I think so it's ridiculous like, yeah, <laughs> it's picture. all those guys yeah. all those guys you know, and George Lucas That's and they're all just like hanging out like having a beer yeah. and it was that whole thing we've always kind of gone well you know everyone was sort of there and I think Robert Zemeckis I think cut his first film in Spielberg's pool house, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and Brian De Palma was the one who I think had some ideas for Star Wars for That's the opening, right. cre- you know. So th- th- that you kind of, I, th- I think it's important. No man is an island, or woman is an island. So I think it's important to try and you know find ten or fifteen you know writers, directors, and and just you know you're not. You don't know, just you're just friends, you know, and you talk, and you go, oh, that, that's happened to me as well, and oh, I've, I know a DP who's a fr- free next week for a thing, and you, it's it's very good to cultivate that because I don't think that really stops, you know, as the career moves on, you still end up doing that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you still talk to each other, and I think that's it's vital. Um, we are here at the Curzon Soho for the gala screening of your film Escape from Pretoria, which is fantastic, by the way. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, here with Andrew Roger. Yeah, hey, how are you doing? Hey. You all right? All right. Um, it's quite noisy in the background because they're getting preparing for the screening gala screen tonight. And we've got lovely little, what would you call them, one sheets up, um, poster boards so you get your photos in front of that's later. It. I mean, that's super exciting. It's the Curzon Soho, which is a great place to have, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of screening anyway. But to have your gala screening here, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Right? Yeah, I've been to a lot of Q&As here and, you know, it's it's it's... A lot of, on a lot of filmmakers' maps um, in terms of, you know, uh, being a cultural centre and, you know, someone would love to have their film here. And I think they like, you know, they actually like films here. You, I guess you would think of this place as more of an independent-leaning um, cinema. They, they, you know, they really like it. It's not just a corporate thing of, you know, making money in tickets. They, they, yeah. they want to talk to filmmakers. So, yeah, it's a great place to be. Good, good. You must be over the moon because, yeah, yeah, wonderful. Um, I was here, and I think maybe you had, might not have been the last time you were here, for the uh, screening of Signatures event where they had the there were trailers for all their films yes, coming yes, yes. up. I was there as well because our film that Andy shot and I directed King Arthur, uh, Arthur and Merlin yes, yes, yes. was shown as well. Yeah. And you got off and did a little speech. I went, Francis, right, I'm going to jot his name down. <laughs> I'm going to blag him to come and do a podcast very soon. Because <laughs> okay. even that trailer was amazing. You know, you got Daniel Radcliffe in it you know you got this amazing cast mm. and i thought how did he do that how did that come about and that's what we wanted to talk to yeah, you about yeah. today is how you managed to make this it's your debut feature right as far yes. as i can tell it's, it was, the imdb was full of credits and i was like what's that from I wonder what that's from so i was fascinated to know your journey of how you came to make this you know essentially it's quite a big big movie for a debut movie and you wrote it as well and i want to get into delve deep into that so how did how did you start how did you start i know you talked about going to bournemouth uh doing some work there but what was your journey um that's a very very good question thank and, and you one needs a, <laughs> a stiff bourbon to be able to kind of unleash my mind um so i, I mean going far back so uh, in manchester i guess you know one of my original thoughts was to study political science uh, oh wow! You know, so it was a different thing. So my family are quite political and mm-hmm. and legal, um, and so you know that was probably you know that's your life. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you do study law or something or political science, and then go and be you know something lawy. Um, 
or political ish, and uh, then did a training course at the BBC with Phil Hawkins and with uh, Amina Ayub, who's also, mm -hmm. uh, she just produced, um, I think, Rocks. Great. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, all these little interesting connections again. Um, and um, the woman who was deputy head of current affairs said, well, <clears throat> if you like, you know, the, the cerebral element, you know, Rivian culture at the BBC and, you know, kind of, uh, 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 you know, uh, Western aesthetics in, you know, <laughs> modern cinema, you know, that kind of stuff, the kind of the, the behind the scenes of it, if you like that, as well as pick up a camera and lighting and sound and, and you know, directing and stuff, then that course has that synthesis. I said, okay, I'll apply, managed to get on and then got that. And then when I finished that degree in Bournemouth, I went back to the BBC and I was training, um, with BBC Manchester, who were doing some kind of last vestiges of training courses. Um, so I went back there, um, <coughs> got on film sets, working, you know, just training basically on dramas um, and with the BBC Comedy North at that time. Um, and then, yeah, went to a, a film school in Lithuania. What, um, in Lithuania? In Lithuania, yeah. <laughs> so so these Kodak affiliated um, film schools would happen every year. Yeah. Um, you know, around Europe and Kodak would sponsor them and you would, you know, get a bunch of film stock if you won and you'd have like, you know, so they'd put you in 10 groups of 10 and um, you have two weeks, you know, we'd had lectures from like, you know, the assistant editor from Jaws and, you know, the deputy head of National Film School. So they'd all come down and give you lectures in the first week and Decent. the second week Brilliant. they'd pair you together with like, so I had like a Bulgarian DP and um, oh, yeah. Oh, we, we yeah. know about that <laughs> yeah. yeah that sort of thing <laughs> you know, so well, you, we shot the dare in Bulgaria and Andy shot plebs the TV series over in Bulgaria there you so go. We, we know them quite well that is NFVF the film school there yeah so yeah, he was sure. studying there ah, a chap okay. called uh, Karl Bozilov but anyway um, so, so yeah it's a you know, mix you know the people yeah. Spanish recordist and a Lithuanian sound editor yeah. so we basically copied together 10 groups of 10 10 people each one gets a director a producer a writer a sound editor and uh Basically, you're supposed to write, shoot, cut, and mix a film right. in that second week. And they throw a few sort of Lithuanian uh, acting school actors. You know, they kind of pool them, you pick them out. Okay. And you just got this, you know, KBS. And um, yeah, so, you know, did, did that. And we managed to win Best Producer and Best Sound Design. And I won Best Director. And we won, we won the competition, right? We won the whole thing. Amazing. Yeah, so I was like, oh, not directed for you in a bit maybe there's something I don't know something's still there so then came back um, shot some um, bits and bobs out in Bahrain and how did you um, get that work how did you even start you know as a you now you've gone it, to film school how did you even find the work to be honest a lot of it was friends it was friends mm -hmm. from um, university um, so one of my one of my really good friends um, Sal Nass um, was you know we were kind of like twins at university we'd go around to each other's houses and things mm -hmm. and he went back to Bahrain and there were there was a production company out there looking for for people to do bits and bobs so I you know went out once and then twice and then three times and four times um, and yeah it's kind of interesting um, uh, well that must have been oh gosh before I got married so that was two thousand eight nine okay. Um, you know, and then I'm trying to, I need to speed through now. Um, so then basically it was yeah, doing that, did some music video bits and bobs, mm -hmm. um, and then did a film competition um, called Enter the Pitch and applied a couple of times mm -hmm. and um, didn't get through anything. <laughs> kind of, they were interested, but I did meet the production, the kind of producer wing, which is attached to it. So when you win the money, there needs to be a production company that actually, you know, 
facilitates the cash and helps you book things and crew and you know yeah post. so you're just not going to spunk it everywhere they go right. well actually we're going to put a proper production team on this to help you make it okay yeah, absolutely so i was like you people <laughs> like, you know, I want you lot. Yes. Yeah. Kind of crosshairs on you guys. You're interesting and you guys make stuff. And mm -hmm. they'd made a film called Africa United and uh, done yeah. quite well. And Which blah, blah, is blah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. So I was like, okay. Um, so even though I didn't kind of get any get any further, I met with um, Mark Blaney, one of the producers. And so then he was like, you know, you know basically what's, what's your deal? Like, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. who are you? What's going down? Um, and we met at a pub in Pimlico. So I mentioned, you know, I kind of, well, political science was my original path and, and therefore I kind of love anything with a political element to it or, mm -hmm. you know, political thrillers and things that, you know, are kind of thinking films or whatever you want to say. Um, so he, so he sort of, sort of slung this book across the, the sort of the pub table. Um, and it was the book to, you know, this book, you know, Inside Out Escape from Pretoria Prison written by Tim Jenkin. Um, so we've lost the rights to them and to the book. We lost them a year and a bit ago, but you know, read it anyway. <clears throat> So I read it and, you know, did the whole thing. I'll take that, you know, cut that bit out, do that, move that to here, add that character, did it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, annotated the heck out of it and highlighter yeah. pen. Brilliant. And then they went back to the, um, the, the author, Tim, you know, and uh, the rights had actually come up for renewal. And, you know, they got the rights back and then we got writing and yeah. So, so that was kind of the wow. very kind of initial process in terms of getting the rights back and attaching myself to it. And was there any point during that whole process where you thought well look they might get the rights back for the book but they might just push me out of it because i haven't made a feature before well i mean what was it at that moment no yeah. it was just an idea right it was okay from, yeah it was a book that you know that was so it. you know shoot it for a couple of mil sure you know find an old abandoned whatever mm -hmm. you know and just shoot it like you know um, I love that you made that sound so easy. Yeah, it's just a couple of mil. <laughs> yeah, shoot it. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. You know, but you know what I mean. Like you know, sure. you, you don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and there's no script. There's just a book. So, you know. I, yeah, I agree. Until there's an actual script, I don't know if you find this, Andy. Mm. It, it's just an idea. Yeah. Until yeah. there's a, the end, or this is you know page ninety or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's nothing. It's yeah. just an idea. Mm. So until there's a fully script, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But because you were on board to write that if you like, then it became yours. So you could have a say by sort of going, well, look, this is how I'm going to make this movie. Yes, I think, I think so. And, you know, I think getting on, getting on board very early like that um, as a director, as a writer-director is kind of good because if you can sink your teeth into the whole thing and embed yourself in, then you've got something. If you can build it mm. and the script's quite good and you get some finance, then cast read and go, this is, it's kind of tasty. Yeah, I'm and then, you, then, you, then now you have something. Right? Yeah. Um, so I think that could be a very to kind of you know for me generate you know um a space for yourself um whether that's with a book and trying to get the rights to it or whether it's with a you know a completely original script and you meet some punk writer and you think oh you know whatever you go you know what it's got a script the script is actually quite good yeah it needs a bit of work but i'm going to flipping sink my claws into it yeah right and yeah. hold on you know and if that's three years four years five years that you know it's it's as i said it's a way of finding a space you're not waiting for someone to hand you something you are looking and seeing the potential worth in in a book in something and then you know nurturing it and i think that you know you asked the question about you know was i afraid that i might get you know kicked off with the thing project well first of all i did trust the producers mark and jackie you know they, they have integrity and they're you know they they stuck with it and mm -hmm. they, they you, know, you know so i so i thought oh you know they'll stick with it um but also yeah as i said you know I was so entrenched in the whole thing <laughs> you know, that, yeah. you know, it was, it, you know, not, not that I was even thinking this, it just, I realized that, you know, it would have been hard to, 
to now start changing things. Um, and also, almost like the, the film sort of got bigger, almost like under the cloak of darkness, you know? If, they, if, if that had happened early, they would have gone, this, who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> I see what you Let's mean. get a big director. But yeah. because it was kind of, you know, near the end when suddenly it all blew up, as it were, um, it was just like, well, Francis is there, you know? Da, da, da. But I, I was very integral, you know, in, 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 in most aspects That's of amazing. it. So. so the question never came up. It was never from the investor side of it. Nothing like that ever came no, up. No, I mean, the, so, they, so, they, so there were discussions in terms of, you know, on, on maybe on the sales side that, you know, um, you know, because it's a first time filmmaker, is there any way we can mitigate? So, you know, so, you know, Dan Rackett's name potentially mitigates against the first, you know, yes. the, the, the sureties they're looking for mm. um, to balance out the first time director. But, you know, with Moonlight and with uh, 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 Beast of the Southern Wild and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I mean, I'm not, my brain's got a bit blank, but, you know, there was a whole slew of first time director Yes. films mm -hmm. uh, now whether they had some accolade, accolade like Damien Chazelle or like uh, Jordan Peele who had you know kind of expertise or whether they were whatever yeah. they were still first-time filmmakers and they were making it really big so I think there was a sense in which it wasn't so much the I don't stigma the right word but it wasn't so much the the the, the unknown quantity mm. um of, of having a first-time director you know because been, there's been about seven or eight years of really good showings from first-time directors yeah. yeah but they still were talking like that you know so well how to balance out you know fine what what stage did daniel radcliffe get involved in the project how early was that um so they went to dan's um agent who's <laughs> now my agent um, congratulations yeah, by the <laughs> way about um, Sue who I love dearly um, and so we went to uh, to Sue and then she read it because they, they tend to happen as you know the, the agents often read the scripts first as mm. a kind of gatekeeper the actor might have said to the to the agent mm, no more horrors or mm, you know no more this um, or you know I'm happy with a very small but you're really interesting role so the agent will then know that and then read with a sort of gatekeeper sort of mindset so she read it loved it and then said i'm gonna send it to dan he read it like hoovered it up like in a couple of weeks because normally big actors they take their time suddenly yeah. you're waiting yeah, six months and you're going oh please yeah. two two weeks yeah he just done. read it and something right. like that you Sometimes, know it was that yeah. i remember kind of going oh flip you know he's read it um so he read it very, very quickly and then um so he said i was very intrigued you know and then you know he wants to meet so i guess the, the thing is you know then you know, no actor at that level is going to be like, yeah, what do I sign? They want to see, you know, they want to get a feel of you. Mm. Um, you know, uh, what kind of person you are, uh, potentially, you know, yeah, just want to see you. Because obviously you want well, the next, next, the next step you. Yeah, is yeah. Yeah, to see, see you know, some of your work and meet you. Right. Right. So that was the next thing. So we met a few weeks later. Um, and how was that? Great. You know, we got on as, you know, you know, everyone says Dan's amazing. You know, you hear about the things all down to earth. You want him to hang out at your house. You know, he wants to be a buddy, and yeah. it's true. He just comes in. Hi, hi. We just chatted for two and a half hours. We chatted about politics. We chatted about you know his next project. We chatted about the film. We chatted about Tim. We chatted about um, you know some of the scenes in the film. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I would sort of do little things like you know, well, you know, when when you come down the stairs, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So I would talk in these sort of terms to sort of like make him feel as if you know. It's not, you know, I'm really sort of thinking about you for the room. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that helped or not, but you know, yeah, we literally met for, it must be like two and a half hours, three hours. And then he just said, look, great. I'll call my agent and, you know, we'll lock it down. That's, you um, must have felt incredible at that moment. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. You know, I mean, I'm not hugely taken, you know, if, if you well, talk to, but yeah. Phil and I have got a little thing where we did a shoot, we did, a, and Phil will know exactly what I'm talking about. We did a little, when we were filming somewhere and, um, uh, we weren't supposed to be filming and I sort of said, you know, I leaned over his shoulder as he was filming. I was like, um, Phil, 
and we probably need to move because this and that and the other. And then we looked up and then we saw like this thing coming towards us, which, you know, and he was like, we need to move now, now, now. So I'm very, you know, stoical. I don't tend to be phased by much. Right, um, I see. But, you know, deep down, I was like, I think my first impression was, right, get to, let's get to work, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I want, there's some bits of the, script, the scripts I want to tweak and this and that. But yeah, it's, 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 you know, you have someone, and it's not just about the name, to be honest, it's about credibility. Mm -hmm. And it's about someone who you can, who you can, What's the word? Build with? Or, Work you know, you with, have, yeah. you can build the character with. Collaborate, right, collaborate, that's yeah. a great Do you know word. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so you're like, great. I've got, you know, another kind of space that can now be filled with stuff. So I think that was the big thing. You know, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing I was thinking was, how does someone at that level think? Yeah. What kind of notes does someone like that give? You know, the, the, you know, that, you know what I mean? That, that's mm. what I found interesting. You know, that, that, you know, I've never had that experience. So how will he, you know, will go, well, character or this or that or, you know, and obviously everyone's different, but it's just nice to be able to be thinking and talking to someone who is at that mm. level. So yes. that was what I found. That's what I was thinking. Great. It's going to be great to have that experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how was it then directing him on set? How was those moments, that first time you're turning over and you're ready to go, you've got everything set up? Yeah. And you, you you start the performance, you go, oh, I want to tweak that, or I want to look at that. I mean, obviously you probably rehearsed quite a bit beforehand anyway, but was the that give and take, were you, was it natural for you? Was it not a problem? Was it? It was not a problem, but by the end of the first day, I was definitely more like, okay, cool. That first the day start is, of the first is, day, yeah, yeah. The very first day, first bit, with doing the setup, the scene, which is, you know, deleted scene now. And um, we were there and, you know, um, I probably was being a little bit kid, kid glovish and Dan was like, I hope he won't mind me saying, but he was kind of like, you know, Dude, like, <laughs> you know, like, so, so I think, I think his thing was, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a porcelain doll, you know, mm. if you want to go again, flip in, go again, if you, you know, you know what I mean? So, so I think it wasn't that I was pussyfooting around him, but I think maybe, you know, yeah, you're just, you're a little, that little bit, how do I explain it? You want to be a little bit like Moses, you know, <laughs> with the red, with the people ahead of them, follow, you, know, you know, kind of leading them. Yeah. And I was sort of like on the same line, if that makes sense. So, I, you know, so then I learned by like lunchtime. Mm. It's like, ah, okay. So I need to be like six, seven, eight steps ahead. Yes. And then it's cool. So that captain. gives you the space to go, okay, well, I'll figure out the next seven steps while everyone's figuring out the previous seven. Yeah. And literally by lunchtime, I was like, okay, got it, boom. And That's brilliant. You know, That's by the brilliant. end, I was like a maniacal, like, you know, put yeah. the camera there, 50 mil lens, put the track down. Okay, great, get Dan in. Yeah, Dan, do it again, yeah, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but I, do, I always remember, I was, and I was in the thing, I had my script, you know, I had my folder out with the scripts and the shot list there and the storyboards. And I was very much like, okay, great. Okay, brilliant. I mean, you know, I remember just being like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like here. You know, I mean, I'm on this scene and this shot. I need to be like, thinking about four shots. You know, do you know what I mean? You yeah. need to be, I need to be, need like, to be this four shots be done. ahead. <laughs> you, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know, and I need to be thinking about that. So, um, yeah, that ended up being quite um, interesting. And I think I was grateful to Dan for sort of being like, not a portrait in doll. Mm. Like, what's the deal? Are it's, you happy? Do you want to move on? Do you know? um, and uh, yeah, so that was, that was, but I remember that. I remember that. It was, it was, it was good. And we, by the time we filmed that scene, then it was lunch, and then we moved on to a scene um, outside, and the, when they're when they're taken to the prison van, and uh, yeah, it was great. And, and yeah, literally, it was like from that day on, it was like you know, fuel in the tank and <laughs> ready to rock. See that? Um, yeah. That is so nice, isn't it? That an actor will support you straight away from the off and know that it's maybe your first time. You are a bit nervous, and he's probably worked with loads of first-time directors mm. as well. Mm. And he just sort of went, look, look. I'm around you. 
look, don't worry about me. I'm yeah, not a yeah. doll. Give me some advice. You, you're directing this. Yes. Tell me where you want me to go. And that's great. Yeah. Right. And he was just like, you know, like, like maybe about six or seven times he would, he would, you know, kind of go, okay, um, this, you know, when he, when he says this to this guy, isn't it a bit insensitive? And like, he'd be like, you know, flip. He's killed it, you know. And because he wasn't doing that every five minutes, he, he wasn't kind of going, oh, you know, why don't, you know, aliens descend from the sky? You know, you know he wasn't mm. just trying to mess around for the sake of it. Because um, uh, sometimes actors do that and they need to do that. You know, you say, look, you know, this scene, you know, be, you know, be jealous. You know, he's telling you he's got, you know, the new job and just be a bit like, oh, just have a bit of jealousy, you know. And they'd be like, really? Jealousy, really? You know, and they're kind of pushing against you, but it's not, because they're pushing it's because they want to make sure it's like going around and buying a new suit you want to try all the suits on before you go no the grey is the best one mm. and they want to do that sometimes and he's you know he kind of trusts you in that sense he's not doing that mm. so when he does incisively go this and that's how we when we used to chat and do rehearsals or chat about the script you know beforehand uh, you know about a year before and we chat you know meet and chat and go like this and that you know, he'd be like okay page 67 this line you know wow. um, brilliant because because you take him seriously and, he, and you go flip he's not just going, oh, look at this, look at that. He's, he is, he's gone this line because in page 23, you know, isn't that, you know, so you go, okay, you are really, you're on my level, you're with me. Yeah. We, are, we are fellow workers in this. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's not just, oh, here's my, my lines in my character, I'll stuff you. He's really thinking about the consequences of everything and everything. Um, so then you go, aha, I understand what you're saying seriously because your notes are contributing towards the veracity of the film, not just me and my character and stuff the rest. Um, so he, yeah, so when he did that, you know, the kind of selective times he did that, you'd be like, okay, pay, pay attention. And most of the times, well, all the times he was right. And I was like, you know what, cut the line or you know what? Or I would say, no, let me convince you as to why, <laughs> you know, yeah. this should stay or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Super. It sounds great. Yeah. Sounds really good. So you've worked as a DP in the past, I've seen in, in your IMDb credits. Is that correct? You've done some cinematography yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Did you I shot mean, some stuff for Phil? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did, so, so, yeah, we, Phil and I shot some things together. I did some... Uh, uh, commercial bits and bobs together as a sort of DP director combo as a DP um, I've shot uh, we went to Switzerland and we shot a bunch of online training videos for James Galway nice. guy who plays oh, flute cool. for Lord of the Rings you know, so, you know, <laughs> you know I need to pay bills um, uh -huh. flying out to Switzerland for two weeks to shoot you know a bunch of exclusive videos sounds good mm. um, and so um, so you learn you learn on the job you learn how the camera moves you learn how to shoot something how the light comes in all that kind of stuff yeah or? are you learning yeah you're learning but I mean you're putting into practice because your know, film school was very good and they taught you how to you know do stuff um, so in terms of basic sense you're learning I guess um, but yeah no it was cool you know it was it was fun to you know because you don't want to get stagnant you want to be on a film set you want to be setting up lights you want to yeah, be prepping sure. you want to be you know so in terms of always keeping your hand in even though it's not a blockbuster feature or it's not a TV or whatever mm. it's still you're on set you're laying track you're yeah doing you're whatever. still working yeah still, it's yeah, just you know yeah, interesting um, yeah so, uh, what, do you want to give us a little picture of the movie and we'll play the trailer yeah and then we'll carry on talking about it um, so it's about um, two white South Africans who fight against apartheid in the kind of mid 70s the government don't like that so they decide to put them in prison for about 20 years combined sentence they meet a third guy that from uh, in the prison from France who got caught up in the whole struggle and got put in prison as well and the three of them band together and say look we're going to have a good crack at trying to escape, we don't want to be in here, uh, and we're going to try and escape and uh, sock it to the man. No pens, no radio, no newspapers, no political conversation. Visitors are once per month. Did you ever 
used to this. You are the white Mandela. You are the most deluded of them all. Whatever happens in here, don't give up. We've heard about you too. How many years? For me, 12 for him. Oh, but we don't plan on staying that long. It's 20 foot high. The bomb wires up this every inch of the yard. Boys with guns. Lock up until dawn. Tunnels in any direction. They just lead you back on the prison property. Everybody comes in here and they're going to break out of here by next week. Always a first time. That's my touch exactly. You want to make key with pencil and drawing paper? No, no, from wood. That look crazy. So all we have to do is make a really complex key, then get it to reach a keyhole on the other side of a steel panel, three-inch thick iron door to which we have totally no access. I love it. You fail, you get 25 years if you're lucky. A bullet in the head if you're not. Hold! What is this? Your whole plan is doomed to failure. I won't give up. You didn't do anything. We are prisoners of conscience. What's different for us? Well, we're prisoners of war. Back off. What is wrong with you people? Get you to break us. This is how we fight. Hold on to that anger. Let him mind you there's another world. That's not all this. Amazing. It's Escape from Pretoria there. It, out, it is out on March the 6th. Uh, cinemas and digital everywhere, which is amazing. Let's talk about how you wrote it then, because I think that's really interesting. We've got a lot of screenwriters who listen to this, uh, as well as filmmakers. And I think the screenwriting side of it is, if the script isn't good enough, the film isn't going to go that far. The script's great. You could shoot it on kind of anything, I'm, you know, with yeah. with a good yeah, DP, yeah. Oh, yeah. like Andy. <laughs> then Indeed. Indeed. Um, so let's talk about your process then of adapting a book into a screenplay. How did you, what's your process? Do you have notes on the wall? Like you say, you, you'd already highlighted from the book. Talk us through that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. I had, I had highlighted from the book um, originally. There were some drafts done um, beforehand and it was like, mm, I'm going to work down the decision. Someone else made. had done, you mean? Or? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. So just, just like some, some hash outs and like, is that, you know, in terms of the direction of it and, and things. Um, and then the decision was made that, you know, Francis, you have a go. You seem to know what you sort of want to do and you seem to have a sense of, you know, of the 385 pages of the script, you know, where you want to zone in. Yeah. Um, because about 160, 70 pages uh, before the prison are all dedicated to, you know, the, the establishing of their political beliefs and some of the um, kind of uh, missions they used to do to sort of, you know, um, set off pro propaganda leaflets, or anti-propaganda leaflets, I should say, you know, calling out the government and saying, you know, the ANC is not dead and we're alive and down with apartheid and, mm. you know, a lot of the stuff they used to do. So it was really interesting and it sets the scene and then how they got arrested and all of this. So then the thing became, you know, what's the balance now? You know, what are we going to focus on? The book is called Inside Out, Escape from Pretoria Prison. And, you know, about two thirds to three quarters of the, the, the book is weighted towards the escape, you know, how they found the materials, um, how they, you know, you know, came up with their process. Mm. Um, so that's what the book is really about. And that's what Tim wrote. So how, you know, so then there was a, a long process of how much or how little of that of the of the script should be dedicated towards you know inside outside i think some of the early drafts that i wrote was about 44 pages before he got in the prison right um, and it's really interesting stuff you know they used to write in invisible ink and they would get postcards you know with what the next mission should be and they had a garage which had all their kind of operating stuff um but that um ended up sort of getting found out so there was so much interesting stuff um right. that it was this whole balance you know what are we going to focus on mm. so once we distilled it down and said okay well it's a prison movie then you know i had to then go through and go okay well what are the minimums to help you to set the scene understand where the characters are coming from and then get into the prison and probably just before we went to dan um i think i sort of did a, a big call leaving I, I wanted i wanted to leave some of that stuff in for dan to see to go you know what do you think brother you know what you yeah. what you know what do you think is salient um and but other than that i kind of cut it down to about i thought 28 29 pages before we got you know so i did a good call and then that to Dan, and then we did another call to get it down to about 18 or 19 pages before we get into the prison. Um, yeah, so that was kind of that's your process, yeah. It's about 12 months or 15 months, two years. It was quite a, quite a you know continual process. I mean, right up until prep, I was wow. getting my laptop out and going, Right, let's merge these two, let's take that line up, you know. Uh, um, yeah, well, and how do you actually sit and is it easy for you to write dialogue? Is it not a problem for you to just smash that kind of stuff out, or are you taking lines from the book? per se or yeah sometimes I was taking lines from the book or trying to sort of you know um, you know he would you know he would say oh you know it took us this much time so I'll try and either you know find a non-dialogue way of expressing that it took him so many months to get okay great how can we distill that and write it um, but um, yeah I mean I'm, you know if I'm writing dialogue I'm quite slow because I'm like okay let's try this mm, no no let's try that uh, let's give that line of dialogue to you know so I will mess around quite a lot mm. at the desk the first time and then oftentimes you know I'll go away and come back and then I'll play around you know a bit more 
Um, we managed to get about two weeks of rehearsal, uh, not, not you know, end to end every day, but the actors came down about two weeks before and we spent at least about four days, three days, you know, um, Dan Radcliffe, Dan Weber, Mark Ledwinter and myself would just mm. sit in a cinema and we'd go through line readings. Okay, let's look at scene 60, let's look, because a lot of it was non-dialogue action sequences, you know, two pages, two and a half pages of non-dialogue action. Yes. Um, so we'd sometimes block that out, well not sometimes, we would block that out and go, right, okay, here's the staircase, here's this, and I'd rehearse it with them and that was helpful for them. But when it was dialogue, we'd try and rehearse it and then they would ch chat and say, what do you think, what's his motive, you know, rehearse basically. Mm. Um, and out of that, um, about 10, 15 lines were either changed or trimmed or tweaked or cut. Um, so that was useful. Very, yeah. Um, but yeah. then, you know, being the writer as well, I'd have to get my laptop out, <laughs> you know, that night uh, during prep. It was interesting, you know, because there wasn't a writer I could say, right, here's the notes, or have a writer in the corner bashing notes out. It was me. Mm. Um, so as well as location scouting and, you know, sorting out costumes and sorting out the colour of the walls, I'd have to then myself whip out my own laptop and write and tweak and then send out the next, you know, amendments on the yellows or the greens. So that was interesting, kind of putting my director's, you know, pulling that off, director's mm -hmm. hat off and then putting the writer's hat on and actually getting my own laptop and writing. Um, but, you know, it was good. It also meant it was very direct because I knew exactly where to go, scene 75, that line, change yes. it, you know. That there was a speed involved, which was helpful. Um, but also it was, it was interesting, you know, having to be both um, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, it must have been. I suppose like the title of the film, you knew the inside outside of the script, which nice. is really interesting. Nice, uh, yeah, like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Obviously, you, you say you've, you've worked as a DP before. That must influence how you work. How did you choose your DP? Uh, Jeff Hall was um, presented. So I didn't, and basically, I love when it. I was presented. Just, just presented. <laughs> would you like Jeff? Would you, oh, yeah. would you like Jeff? Would you like That's Peter? Right. Would you like that? In the cupboard, there is. <laughs> so we met. Um, he happened to be in Adelaide when we were there in November for um, the first sort of location scouting. Mm. Um, so we met, um, he happened to live in Adelaide, so he drove down and literally we sat for four hours. Wow. Must have met at 12 and we were there till like half five. That's so good, we isn't got it? Dinner and we got dinner and we got drinks. It was nuts. So we were talking about Robert Bresson, we were talking about visual style, visual theory. I was talking about the film, what it is and what it isn't. Um, uh, you know, very naturalistic lighting style, all kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that was, yeah, so that was, so I mean, I, to be honest, if I'm being honest, we established a lot of the founding principles of how the film would look then, so, so that if things got hairy, I knew that Jeff would kind of go, oh no, no, Francis wouldn't really go for that, or this doesn't really fit with, I think, you know, going handheld, you know, whatever. Um, there was a kind of language which was set there, and we had, we had a look at, um, uh, a couple of scenes from Bresson's a pickpocket on my iPad and we nice. chatted and go, well, look at this. Look at how he doesn't, you know, get a wide and a mid and a mid. He just kind of goes where it's all about the bag and the guy's hands. So we follow the guy's hands across the room and it's, mm. you know, so, you know, we try, you know, so that's the language. We don't give a crap about getting, you know, yeah. you know, if this person is not in shot and they're not important to the scene, forget their clothes, you know. So we, we try and talk about this sort of way of approaching. Fascinating, because he did Chopper as well, right? Yes, exactly. So big, yeah. big, big DP. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and he moves fast, and he knows it. So I think he got it. I had storyboarded about sixty percent. My wife and I had sat down, and we. Can you draw? That's that's why my wife did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the same. I can't either. Yeah, so, it's yeah. absolutely abysmal. Yeah, but Andy um, gets through it. Don't you look at my pictures and oh, go, yeah, "Well, no, I, I, that's that's a person. I can yeah. see that." Yeah. I saw yeah. like, Ryan Johnson had, had put some things on Twitter about like his drawing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the, like, I was like, "Yeah, identify with that completely." Uh, um, yeah. So I would basically draw these pathetic, um, kind of like childlike 
stick scribblings figures. totally and then Rebecca would sit next to me and then drink wine and then she would convert them into and I said, and I said no 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 a bit lower the camera wow. and then she'd kind of rub it so that's how we did it so we got, we got to about 60% and I storyboarded uh, sorry shot listed the whole thing right um, and so I knew pretty much every shot beforehand so it was more a case of you know saying look scene 75 this is how I envisage it wide hit pushes in does that there's close up on the hat you know um, and so he kind of got that and it meant we could work fast um, and you know we at times we didn't deviate at all at other times we'd, it was more about distilling so we'd say okay we don't need the mid and this mm -hmm. so we'll play it all in the wide you know so but we had a thing where we knew right what the original was and then how to carve off from that right was that um, because of time on on the day often because of time or because you know as you know there was lots of crazy things that you know during shooting we were cutting scenes because bits of the um set you know perhaps weren't ready so we can save time if you don't cut if you don't shoot this scene and we can spend that on this so what do you think so i'd go home and you know pull my hair out and cry in the corner and then come back and say oh, yeah okay we can cut that we can move the action to here and yeah. um so because of that either things would get thrown out or we'd add stuff and go well let's combine the scene in the bathroom with the hallway and let's you know that lovely shot we wanted to let's move that here yeah um yeah so that was one of the main reasons but yeah time you know uh and you know and you know the actors wanted to do something else so we you know form yeah. out and some beautiful shots. Obviously, we mm. talk about how gorgeous you know, with the key traveling everywhere, the door bit, and traveling through uh, locks and also and moving the camera around. I mean, just just beautiful as well. Um, yes. Was that planned? Did you plan that from the we beginning? We did. So I had to plan that. There's some shots where we had very complicated camera movements. There was a, a shot where the camera moves through a a, 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 a door, door. Yeah, and they had yeah. to make the door on separate hinges and have the door on a separate track with the lens going through it so that as the camera pulls back, um, there were some um, magnets which then held onto the grill, meaning that the camera could continue moving back and the grill was in place. You know, it looked as no if we'd got, you know, so, so there was, <laughs> I've cool. got some footage of that. You know, so it was kind of interesting. So we, we had to plan all that because you know the, the grip had to sort of prepare yeah. the, the day before. And, sure. and there was about seven or eight really kind of interesting shots. So I think it was about ingenuity. It was about putting bits together, wood and glue and stuff. So I think the, the film was doing the same thing. Um, I love that. That's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, and th the whole tension that you created was incredible. Um, so yeah, it's a fantastic film. Honestly, well done. We're delighted to chat with you and spend time. Wish we could have more, but they're literally taking photos behind us, getting yeah. ready to go. And I know you need to get in them. We need to take one as well, by the way, of us. But thank you very much. Um, where can people follow you so they can find your stuff? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at uh, Director Francis. I'm on uh, Twitter at Francis Annan. Um, obviously, the films Escape from Pretoria, um, that's on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, I think there'll be there'll be more behind the scenes bits and bobs coming out. So if you if you want to know more about the film and how it was made, there'll be bits going on there. And yeah, brilliant, Francis. Thank you so much for your time. No, really no, appreciate no it. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, nice one. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Um, that was brilliant. Myself and Andy just had a lovely time with Francis. Obviously, you heard that, so yeah, I don't yeah. need to tell you that. No. You heard it. Yeah, I think his film is great brilliant. Director. What a brilliant debut In movie! Incredible. Like, and, and we will keep saying like for a debut movie, like for any movie, it's just it's a proper film. Mm -hmm. It's really well made. It's yeah. really beautifully put together. Well thought out. Yeah, I recommend it.
totally. And I think what's really interesting is working with someone like Daniel Radcliffe as well, who's an established star, and how he's a first-time filmmaker managed to do that. And that mm. can be a choppy place, you know. They can it's it's their face on the movie. It's literally we're looking at the poster now, and there's Daniel's face. And and movie stars can get is? they can get annoyed by that because they want to make sure the movie's the best it can be. So if you're not on top of your game from the off, you're not knowing what movie you want to make. It can be a bit of an issue. So and he he. He tells that lovely story about how he did that, you know. By lunchtime on day one, he was like, right, I know how to do this now. Um, so, yeah, go out there and make your film. You can do it too. Like him, you can adapt a book if you want to. You can write your own screenplay. You can do it. Um, no, do you know, I'm loving the radio. It's my favourite. It's just stop. Oh, oh, it's back. Thank you to the radio. Thank you to Giles. Thank you to me. <laughs> and remember um, know who your audience is and get out there and make your film if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well it's your duty to come back and get us uh, and also speak to us because that elevator needs pressing someone needs to press the button yeah. not that elevator because obviously you can send it back down but someone's got to open the doors I think that's what's important here you've got to remember that if you're not there to open the doors the left will go back up I again I think this metaphor elevator can go further well, it's an elevator. It can go... As, as, it's it's well, wrong it on so many it. levels. Unless it's like the Willy Wonka one that can just go through the ceiling. Well, yeah, of course it is. Fly. We're filmmakers. Okay, we can go through the ceiling. I will say that much like an elevator, though, films mm. the elevator tends to uh, go back to a floor and stay there, usually one of the higher up floors. It's true, it does. And you have to usually call it down to and get it to come down lower. That's true. It's come. really annoying. So sometimes yeah. the elevator doesn't come, but I'm going to send it down. That's yeah, my so point. That's, that's the down. metaphor. And if enough of us press the button from the yeah, bottom. From the bottom, eventually. I'm like, no, I'm in the lift at the moment. Can you not keep pressing the button? I'm trying to get out the lift. You keep pressing it down to ground floor. And if the lift doesn't work for you, just go and do something else, maybe. We'll use just the leave, stairs. Leave the lift. Use the stairs, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. Could be a fire. Use the stairs. Yeah. So there you go. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's Filmmakers Podcast. Andrew Roger, where can people follow you? You can follow me on, on, uh, on Instagram. And Twitter. Well, what's the, what's the handle? Oh, a 35mm DOP. We've just Google Andrew Roger and just spell it however you like because that's what people do now. They just spell my name however they fancy. Yes, I find that really annoying. I get mm, mine spelled cool wrong all the time. Yeah. On credits. Yeah. Oh, good to that. Hello, it's my film. You're going to have to change that. Charles Anderson. I don't. It's really annoying. Whereas yeah. you, yours is Roger. Roger, Roger, Rogers. I mean, it's, it's my fault for having a name that's two. very common. Well, is it? Two, you've got two... You know. You've got two normal names you've got two first got two names. first names isn't it that's your problem yeah i've got a french name and a and and someone who fixes alders Gilles. yeah so we will see you next tuesday when we have another fantastic episode of the filmmakers podcast i'll be here too because i've got nothing else to do so i'll be there so you get well though this will be march so you might uh, you'll be doing that I'll big movie that big commercial yeah, yeah yeah and you'll be doing the yeah. big yeah yeah i'll see you in a couple of years probably so I'll probably see you in a year yeah okay good yeah. for the rest of you we will see you next tuesday take care and uh keep making your films happen make it happen do it, it happen do it do it do, do it, it elevators are flying everywhere <laughs>